Welcome to Pedro's Podcast. Hello guys and welcome to Pedro's Podcast. Today we're going to analyze Bernard Schlink's piece, The Reader. In the World War II aftermaths, Michael Berg, 15-year-old boy, falls in love with Hannah Schmitz, a woman twice his age. They both live a quite beautiful love story until one day Hannah disappears mysteriously leaving Michael with his heart broken. Years later, while Michael is studying law, he is surprised by encountering Hannah in a quite polemic Nazi trial for war crimes. Michael feels quite overwhelmed when he discovers that Hannah was a part of the SS guards in Hitler's army, causing many atrocities in the concentration camps on the Jew march and also when she was with the Jew march and in the with the prisoners and they let the prisoners die in a fire inside a church this makes michael quite overwhelmed since he was in love with hannah and she just disappeared and when he reencounters her he discovered that he has she had been involved in Nazi crimes and several atrocities caused by the Holocaust. There are several themes implied throughout the story. The main theme is about the Holocaust. The reader presents guilt as a pervasive and inevitable force. And the story always implies the question of who must be held responsible for atrocities committed during the Holocaust. The story passes, as I said before, the aftermath of World War II, uh, after the Holocaust, and the German courts were judging about the Nazi crimes committed by SSR members in Hitler's army. And Michael and his generation always lays blame not only on the Nazi perpetrators, obviously, but also on the bystanders, because they look the other way, And their inaction during the Holocaust was as serious as the Nazis themselves. This is since that they oftenly sympathize with the Nazi or they just uh, didn't do anything about it. So the young generation always tended to feel that everyone that was bystanding or perpetrating was guilty about the Holocaust and the atrocity caused by it. On the other hand, Michael also falls in love and still loves for at least his whole life and the book, during the book. Uh, He falls in love with the SSR guard before knowing about it, but he can see that maybe... It's a German fate, the guilt. Um, everyone has, uh, every German person, citizen has this guilt, this born guilt is like a sin. Since they were part of it, their nation was a part of the Holocaust, was the, what caused the Holocaust, and they did committed lots of atrocities while be let, while they, while they were led by Hitler. And 
so we can have we have two points of view the one that the perpetrators and the bystanders were both the guilt the guilt ones the guilty ones but we also have the german fate that everyone that's born in german germany also almost has this guilt that become becomes a collection collective national inheritance passed down by generation to generation Schlink portrays guilt as both destructive and also necessary. Uh, guilt is destructive in that it creates inner conflict as well as conflict within relationships across generations. The guilt arising from the Holocaust causes Michael's generation to be thorn torn between love for their parents and the moral obligation of condemning them for their complicity. So we, we by analyzing this, we can find that we have the man versus self, conflict in the men versus society the guilt comes from inside and from the outside and it is both destructive and necessary it's destructive since uh, by blaming others for the only the elderly society for the nazi atrocities atrocities and the holocaust it can be destructive since they're also the parent their parents were part of the complicity so it's both a man versus self uh, dilemma but there is also a man versus society since the person the individual has his own guilt and his collective guilt by being part of the german fate The book is divided into three parts. The first one being when he's an adolescent, a teenager. It is when Michael falls in love with Hannah, and it's this part is describing their relationship and how this relationship was back then. And the second part is his young adulthood, is when he's studying law and he reencounters Hannah after she disappears, and. He dis he discovers that Hannah was actually an SSR guard, and the atrocities that she had caused. And the third part is when his uh, he's in his adulthood, and it's when he is almost the same age where he wrote the book, and he tells his story about uh, when he Hannah's in prison and how. Everything that he lived with Hannah affected his whole life and every relationship after his their breakup. By analyzing this plot structure, we can see divided in three parts. We can see that uh, Michael wrote this book as a form of having a mental and also uh, a mental image of what happened in his life he he uses the book as a permanent memory and to refresh his memory and maybe to just feel free and liberated from the guilt and from also the relationship which was quite good in a way and also really caused a lifetime trauma and emotional fragility that affected his whole life. Throughout the book, uh, Michael ages, and he is an extremely dynamic character since he uh, 
he, we we can notice that he is there's a gap between the the ears, and he's really changed the first part. He's a, a teenager. He's discovering everything. He's discovering love. He's discovering sex, and while in the second part he has a heartbroken, he adopts a arrogant posture and kind of an indifference posture. And while in the third part, he, and he when he's older, he adopts like more questioning, uh, questioning posture. He analyzes, almost analyzes his whole life, and he just question like how his relationship with Hannah affected him. And he's always uh, feeling feeling guilty about the whole situation and the atrocities caused by the Nazis. Hannah Schmitz is a quite interesting character since she's, at the beginning, she's quite indifferent. She doesn't express her feelings. Her illiteracy really embarrasses her. And she she's quite strong. She looks as a strong figure. And then Michael falls in love with her. They... She disappears when she comes back as a Nazi. When and no, she comes back and Michael discovers that she's a Nazi. She used to be a Nazi guard, and there's some kind of Nazi guilt from him, and her indifference during the trials really scares Michael and gets him to questioning. And in the third part of the book, when they start when. Michael started reaching to her in prison after 18 years in prison. Uh, he re reads tapes. He records tapes of him reading and as a form of resurrection of their previous relationship since uh, he used to read to her when the, he was a teenager and they first met. And they become to they start become having a better relationship they started to like re re reencounter resurrect what they used to have and then michael uh, meets her after many years apart in prison she's already old with gray hair she doesn't care for her body anymore she's not smell she doesn't smell good and fresh as she, she used to smell she's not have She's not she's not strong as she used to be. But Michael they start having this conversation and Michael is really helping her to like be because she's going to be released. Michael is really helping her to be readapted to society. And when the day she was supposed to be released from prison, she kills her, herself and it really affects Michael. Michael finally Uh, and not acknowledges how she was important to her, to him, and how, and, and he finally, uh, acknowledges that their relationship affected everything, even his marriage, even her, his kid. We can find a lot of symbolism throughout the, the book, and the the main symbols that I identified was the tape that was a sort of resurrection, as I said before, 
it's a sort of resurrection for, uh, about their of their previous relationship of Hannah's and Michael's relationship because he used to read to her and when she's in prison years later he sends some tapes of him reading lots of different books to her so it like it also it's it plays a really important role and it also gave the book the titles book and the other symb and we know another thing is that we the tape is a sort of metaphor to the book as the tape is symbolizes the relationship and it's almost as an highlight of the relationship while the t tin that was this tin this t tin from the jewish child that hannah that was the only one that survived uh, alongside with her mother the fire the 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 church fire that hannah was convicted for this this teton is what hannah kept from to to give to the jewish woman with money and because it plays a really important role since the jewish kid that survived uh, she had the she had this teton when she w first went to the concentration camps and it had her childhood treasures and when hannah dies she she has this teton with all her money in it and he, she asked michael to to give this money and the teton to the jewish lady but the jewish lady only accepts the teton she doesn't want the the money because by taking the money it's almost as she's forgiving uh and like absolving Hannah and the Nazis and she she but while she's also accepts the Titan she also acknowledges her history with the concentration camps and all of her suffering and all the holocaust atrocities In an overview, I really like this book. It's really interest interesting. It shows us uh, how it really makes us questioning about guilt and responsibility, and it really focuses both on human feelings and society's guilt. There's something that we need to always think about that not only the perpetrators are the guilty ones, but also the bystanders bystanders because even if you don't do something bad but you let this bad thing happen you're compactuating with it you're acknowledging it you're not you're sympathizing with it as in some way and this book really makes us think about our own philosophies and i think it's really interesting and important to think about that it really made us think made me think a lot about this about my life philosophies and everything that are of all the atrocity we see around the world and yeah 
I would rate a 10 out of 10. It was a really great book. I really enjoyed reading it. It's completely complete, detailed, really interesting, really thoughtful. And it's out of the cur curve. Like, it's not something we, uh, it's not a common book. It's something I've never read, never read like it before. And I really recommend it to you guys. I really think you would, you guys would like it. And yeah, I think you should get, you guys should read it. It really made me think. It's a really heavy book. It's really it's it's not graphic, like with the the Nazi situations, but the details and everything, the whole plot and the story, really exhaust your mind to an ex an extent since it's a really careful and delicate subject but it's the author really had great thought about it he really really did a great job and i really recommend bernard schlink's masterpiece the reader thank you